because of what I was going through and like the cause of what I was going through. Mm. And it freaked her out. She pretty much cut off our relationship because of that. And that took me even deeper into like this depression. And just recently I was like thinking, cause like I wanted to like, you know, I still wanted the friendship to be there. I was like, what's going on? Why, what's going on? Why am I holding on to this? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, I really just wanted her to be understanding and be there for me. The sun is coming up, are you ready to go? We can take a ride, we can take it slow, It's your boy Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist, excited to welcome you on the road to self-love. Each week I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in my car as we travel, literally and figuratively, on the road to self-love. We're going to have very candid conversation about life, self-love, business, and so much more, all with the goal of giving you the tools that you need to learn how to love yourself unconditionally. I hope you're ready, so let's get buckled up, because here we go. Oh, hey, self-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist. So honored and so excited to be back again with another episode. And this isn't just any episode. This week, I am joined by my brother, Max Fishman on the road. Now, Max is my younger brother. I'm the oldest of three. I have my Max, my Max, who is uh, my the middle child, and then I have my youngest sister, Stacy. And um, we were spending the day together back when he was visiting in uh, the holiday season. And we were driving and I said, Hey, Max, I've got my gear. Do you want to be on the road? And he was like, Uh, can we practice first? Like, what questions are you going to ask me? And I was like, No, that's not how this works. So I got him to join me on the road. And what I really, really love about this conversation is it gets super vulnerable, a little awkward at times, but you really just get to meet my brother, who I really love so much because we're so freaking different. And I think that's the magic of family, right? You can be totally different from your family and still love them. So Max actually lives in Japan. He is a scientist through and through. He's doing some postdoctorate work right now. Uh, He got his PhD in plant pathology, which is basically like being a plant doctor. So he can look at your plant and tell you like why it's sick or what's wrong with it, which I think is really, really cool. And he's doing his research in parasitic plants, which I was like, well, what's a parasitic plant? He was like, well, you know, like mistletoe and stuff like that. And I was like, he didn't stay stuff like that. Like, that's what I'm saying, because that's all I can remember, but you're going to find out more in this episode. So, um, I'm just really excited to have my brother on the show. I'm excited to have had my father on the show. I think this is a really, really cool opportunity for you to just get to know a family that is so different, but so collectively connected in its mission to improve the world, because that's what us fishmen are all about. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm excited for you to experience my brother, and I also am excited 
have you welcome me inside Self Love On Demand because we have weekly live calls for collective community and journey. So all you have to do is go to selflovondemand.com to join us inside and there's a free seven day trial for you inside this community. So you can get to know it, you can experience one of the calls and then decide if it's something for you or not. It's the least that I can do during this kind of uncertain time. Anyway, let's get buckled up and get ready because here well, welcome back to the Road to Self Love. It's your boy Paul Fishman, self love coach, and you do you activist here today with my brother Max Fishman joining me on the road impromptu. I said, Want to be on the show? And he said, Yeah, let's be on the show. I wanted to practice really, and he didn't want to practice. <laughs> well, practice is not. That, what is even? Well, we have the entire conversation. Try to recreate it. The thing is, is that I'm like a, a one shot. I just wanted some bonding, Paul. This is bonding. This is bonding. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so, Max, self love to me is embracing who you are as a true individual and then shouting it out to the rooftop. So, I'm curious, who is Max Fishman, and and how do you want the people to know you? This is a very tough question. Is Paul. it? I, I, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Max? You're just Max? Cool. That's so, not really what you wanted. Well, I need some more specifics. Okay. It's like when we were young and mom would ask me after high school, like, hey, how was your day? And I'd be like, it's fine. And that's just how it was until she asked me, like, oh, how was cross country? Oh, we ran five miles today. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. Yes, yes, I hear that. Okay, so let me dig this a little bit deeper for you. So, Max, if you were the only human on the planet, okay. like it was only you, and there was no one else to impress or tell you to do things or anything other than you getting to do you, uh, how would I introduce myself to myself? And also, just so you know, you are not alone. So many people struggle with this question. That's basically every single one of my clients comes to me because they have no idea how to introduce themselves. Well, I like plants. You do like plants. Yes, I like plants. And I don't know how, you know, this like comes to like, how do people think of how they introduce themselves? Do they introduce themselves words? Do they just like think about like, oh, this is my picture. I'd be sitting by a fire on a beach, probably like all gangly and gnarly because I'm the only person on the planet and I'd be enjoying plants. And <laughs> maybe I'd, I, I don't know. I love that. Max, that's beautiful. I really? Think, well, yeah, because I think that that is truly you. <laughs> like, gangly doesn't really, like, has more of, like, a relationship with your ex internal self than your external self. You know, you, you like plants, so you'd be hanging out with all your plant friends, probably talking to them because you've gotten a little crazy because you're the only person there. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I like that. And I think that's okay. So, some. I mean, this is just... This is also just something that I've picked up and I've noticed with a lot of people is when you say, I don't know, what you're really saying is I'm scared. Oh, Paul. <laughs> you're so right. I know. I know I'm so right. <laughs> Finally, someone figured it out. Yeah. Well, well, lots of pressure, you know. You know. Lots of pressure? Yeah, I mean, I have to put on a... 
you're not, you're not to put on any show. The camera isn't even here. The camera is definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have any message. I mean, I'm not like I don't have any anything. I'm, I guess I do have a manuscript I'm writing, but who would really want to read about you know phytopathological bacteria? Well, I think lots of people would want to read about phytopathological bacteria because you're you're writing it. You know, mm. like there's, there's got to be at least one person other than you who's interested. I don't even know if phytopathological bacteria is. Oh, they're plants. I'm sorry. They're bacteria that cause diseases on plants. Oh, so tell me about some of these plants that, uh, or bacteria and diseases on plants that uh, uh, humans that aren't studying it would know of. I worked on tomatoes or worked on tomatoes. Yeah, you yeah. you explained this to me one time. And okay, so, that's as far as I comprehend it. Okay, so that's what I used to work on. I used to work on bacteria that, you know, infect tomatoes, make them sick. They get little specks on them, and then the tomatoes look bad. The plant, like tomato fruit, looks bad. The plants look bad. Everything just doesn't look healthy, and they die. Mm. Yeah, but what I work on now are uh, parasitic plants. Like mistletoe? Like mistletoe, yeah, yeah, like mistletoe. You know, they pretty much, what happens is plant will grow next to another plant. And then it'll grow its roots into that other plant. And then it just starts sucking out nutrients and water. And yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. What is, uh, what are like some parasitic plants that that I want to share with yeah. everyone in the world. Yeah. Okay. So the ones that people should really know about, their um, their name is a a lot of people call them striga or you can call them witchweed. Okay. And so pretty much you find them in mainly sub-Saharan Africa, so like Kenya, that area. And sustenance farmers have a big problem with them because pretty much you grow some corn, corn comes up, looks looks healthy, and all of a sudden you got these like plants coming up next to them. They're they're pretty beautiful, they're nice flowers, but the corn doesn't grow so well when these other plants are growing next to them because they're just taking all the nutrients for themselves. And you know, people starve and die because of these plants. Really? Yeah. And so how where do the plants come from? Oh, Initially, I think it matters what you believe. What do you believe? Hmm. Well, I do believe in evolution. But it's really difficult to, like, think back how, how everything came into being. Okay, so let me rephrase my question. So, <laughs> scientist, <laughs> like, how do they show up now? Like, how do they know to grow next to the corn? Oh, 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 you want, how, how deep do we want to go down this rabbit hole? <laughs> I mean, as deep as it's entertaining. Okay, well, so pretty much, so, okay, this is kind of cool. So, I don't know if you've heard, like, so forests are alive, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got this big network of fungi that connects them. And they know, like, one, one tree will know that another tree needs nutrients based off these fungi, and they'll, like, share all their nutrients through the fungi. It's, like, new research that's been going on. So these parasitic plants, they're, like, pretty keen on this. They know that plants are communicating with these fungi, and they use a specific molecule to communicate with these fungi that these, every plant secretes. And the parasitic plants 
hijack that signal to know that they're near their host. And then they germinate and they move towards the host and then they, you know, form their little special root and Bob's your uncle. They burrow right into that host and get their, get their nutrients. Wow. This kind of, for me, a, a cute analogy would be like, you know, we all have a cell phone and we've got a cell phone network that connects all of us. And then the, the witch um, weed is kind of like a hacker. Yeah. Yeah. They've kind of hacked the network. Yeah. And then they yeah. go and they take the valuable information, like, you know, like all the nutrients that the yeah, plant takes. Yeah. All your savings. Yeah. <laughs> you ever got fished? That's Striga. <laughs> That's Striga. So Striga is uh, affecting places like Kenya that mm. are growing, you know, crops and, and it's really affecting people. Yeah, it affects people. That's, I mean, that's the reason why. So your, your goal is to figure out how to stop Striga? Hmm. Hmm. I guess that's like ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I was giving like the elevator pitch to try and get money from people, yes. But if we want to get real, the immediate goal is really just understanding the biology and how it's able to do what it does. And then, so what's the why behind wanting to understand the biology? Well, the why would ultimately be to be able to find better ways to combat and manage parasitic plants in general. Mm. So there i'm thinking you know just and as we have this conversation and i'm curious like why why were parasitic plants even created like why are they even a thing if all they're doing is causing problems granted they're not causing problems for themselves but like they're why why is there even a need for parasitic plants is there a need for parasitic plants hmm well This is where, like, what do you believe comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can say, okay, well, this is a pretty smart niche. I mean, they've got, you know, hosts galore because people are planting, like, stuff like corn and sorghum and whatnot uh, all over the place. So it's just like they, well, I guess when they initially were made, they didn't have corn. But it's just, it's... It's um, the evolutionary question behind why they came into being and how they became what they became is another question that I think a lot of people want to answer. Um, But if you look at it as like a spiritual question, isn't it all duality? You got, you got to have some, some shadow and darkness along with the light. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah that makes it a little bit easier to swallow for me and not as like, I got to figure this out because maybe there is no need to figure it out. I don't think there is. You just got to go with it. But so many people just want, and this is interesting because this is a lot of, that has to do with self-love and, and just the journey that I've been on. It's like, I'm so hyper-focused on why, why is this happening to me? Why, 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 why? And then I realized that the second that I released the why and just focused on like the how I want to feel right here and now, everything changed because the why didn't matter anymore. It was just the how. Does that make sense? So this is kind of like, 
I like to imagine if you're like doing, I actually don't do Tai Chi. This, this actually idea came from watching Avatar The Last Airbender with the water bending, mm-hmm. which is like, I think based on the Tai Chi and you just kind of let things flow through you mm-hmm. and you understand that they're there, but they don't, you don't really dig into them. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, that wasn't what you're saying at all. We can we edit that out, please. No. <laughs> that was a noise you've never made before. <laughs> oh no, but that but that was a really good point because that can be a way of also another way of thinking about it. And 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 I liked what you said about just like knowing that all of these things are, but also allowing them to be. And that's okay, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I was just having a conversation with another guest about how humans are so focused on control and you know manipulation and and lying because it's instant gratification. You know, like if you wait, are- wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You were doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks. I don't. How is lying instant gratification? Because I could say, oh, Max, I, um, uh, you know, my name's Paul and my business made a million dollars this year. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to disagree with you because I don't think that's instant gratification. Unless, so if your business made, if that's truth, sure. But if that's a lie, don't you get this like weird feeling in your chest? Like, oh, no, for me, yes. But for you, I'm thinking, oh, now he's going to know something about or think something about me that will make me feel better about where I am. Really? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Well, you are, are, you are the, the one human (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sure that you... Uh, maybe I'm just too nar- narcissistic because if I told you that, I would just be thinking, oh, I just <clears throat> lied and now I have to keep up this whole like projection of myself as like some millionaire. No, well... But... And then it just snowballs and then it's just this big old dirt clod coming down the hill and it's going to hit me hard. <laughs> but no, but that's the thing, Max. It's like, that's the human condition. Mm-hmm. It's like controlling this this idea of what others think of us and therefore having to live up to that. And sometimes a piece of the puzzle is just convincing yourself. Right. So, um, and I think that that's what everyone does is that narcissistic approach to, you know, you say a little lie about X, Y, and Z. Oh, you know, and then you hope that you believe it and then you hope that it actually is the truth. Does that make sense? Got it. Right. But deep down inside, it doesn't feel it good. It doesn't feel good. Right. So, and that was the whole conversation. Oh, that, that telling the I, truth yeah. is, is the most important part. Yeah. Because once you start telling the truth, you start liking yourself more. You start liking others more. Because it really doesn't matter. Because you tell people the truth and they're like, oh, that's cool. Or maybe they might not say that's cool, but they forget about it like in the next five minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know, for instance, like... If someone, someone who will go unnamed communicated that they didn't like the Christmas present that I gave them. I liked your Christmas present. I'm not talking about you. Which, I was there and I didn't even see that happen. Well, maybe that was just a story I was telling myself. Then, you know, we could have talked about it. Huh. So, anyway. Maybe you weren't there. I I was definitely sitting around that fireside. <laughs> if mm-hmm. it happened on 
the day before you were, Christmas. You were asleep. I was not asleep. <laughs> you I was there were for every single Christmas present. Asleep. Oh, <laughs> I know which one that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Oh, no, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Hmm. So, anyway. Oh, it's 25 here. Be careful. Mom's gotten a ticket. Mom's no, no, ticket. she's gotten pulled over, not a ticket. 25. Yeah. Gotta, so gotta go slow. Yeah, you gotta go slow. Thank you for communicating that to me. Yeah, so, Max, I'd that. love to play a road trip game with you. This is the whole reason why I decided to sign up for this. <laughs> I was just waiting. For the road trip game? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not really. Okay, great. Well, there's some red cards in that cup holder. Okay. I'd love you to pick a card, any card, and read the question, and we're both going to answer it. I'm nervous. I know. I hope are you, you are. sure we have to do this? Yep. I thought you were going to do some other road trip game. <laughs> if you could have it your way, who would you be with? Where would you be, and what would you be doing? We're not really strangers. We're not really strangers. Who would I be with? This is kind of a, a nice Where little... would you be? Um, build up. What would you be doing? And remember, we're not lying. <sighs> Just sigh louder, Max. <sighs> I can't lie. <laughs> oh, man. But that means I have to, I have to think about who would I be with mm-hmm. right now, at this very moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> to tell the truth... I really, I wanted to be with you right now, Paul. Oh. Yeah. Where I would be, I think I'd be in a sunnier San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty sunny. And the way these clouds are. They're really cool. Yeah. So that's one cool, sorry, can I go on a tangent before I ask what would you be doing, answer what you would be sure. doing? Sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm being very evasive here, and Paul's probably thinking, like, Max needs to work on his self-love. But uh, maybe it's not, that was me projecting, telling a story, telling a story. Um, but, yeah, so the clouds in California, it's, like, one thing that's really nice about them. I was living in upstate New York, and, like, the clouds there aren't quite as nice. These are just big and billowy. At least that's what I think. Mm. If you come from New York and you really like the clouds, it's good for you. So that was okay. your, your, um, what boss. would, what would, <clears throat> what would, what would you be doing? Ooh, I'd be doing something that would make me happy. Which is? I don't know. Sometimes just being with people that I feel a connection with makes me happy. Do you have a thing you do when you're happy, Paul? Like, what do you mean? Well, so like, you know, like I realized and now I'm going to be telling the whole world that when I get happy, I'll have like a song going on inside me the whole time. Oh, what's that song? Oh, I make it up. Oh, can, or, you, can you sing it for us? Oh, that would mean I'm happy right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He did that. He went there. So, um. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think I can sing it for you. It's more of a spontaneous thing that, you know, just kind of kind of starts to bubble. Starts to bubble? Yeah, yeah, it's not something, it, yeah. Like, you know, and it's, a lot of times it's just songs that I've also heard, you know, mm. parts of the songs. You ever do, yeah, so how about you? You have something like that? Mm. Um, 
I think that it's just like an internal like feeling of content and and like a smile like I feel it inside but also just like a really when I when I'm happy I'm really exhilarated yeah I got that feeling for you get that feeling or you got that feeling both <laughs> wow well this is cool so so I just need to check in with you and make sure you're singing on the inside mm. when did you first notice that you your happiness cue was Ooh. singing so this was this was this was interesting because I was um I was I went with some friends so like I was in Ithaca New York for grad school and it was difficult for me it's gray and I come from California so that's difficult um, but I was up in the Adirondacks during the fall and it was just like beautiful. All the leaves were changing. It was just like a sea of color everywhere you look. And I was just like, I was, I was with my friends and we were around the campfire and I was just singing nonstop, really stupid songs. Like? Oh, you know, like that song you sing about Cornell if you're from Harvard. We don't know that one. <coughs> That's okay. <laughs> you can ask Mary McIsaac. Okay. Yeah. But pretty much, yeah. And then one of my friends was like, oh, Max, you're a singer. And then it hit me. And I realized I sing when I'm happy. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. So were you able to trace back, like, like in the past beyond that time that you would sing and you just weren't able to connect the dots mm, no no it was just a now uh, a knowingness that you had yeah right now. yeah I like that that's so beautiful hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on I had to pull over I had to check in have you joined Self Love On Demand yet? Have you gone to selfloveondemand.com yet and signed up for the free 7 day trial? I mean if you haven't what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's really like a win-win for you and for me because I get to get to know you better. You get to join us inside the community. You get to experience one of our live calls. You get to meet all these amazing people. And if after seven days it doesn't feel like your vibe, you don't have to stay. But if you want to stay, you can stay. And believe me, a lot of you, a lot of you are going to stay. And a lot of you have been staying because there's something about community that I can't really explain other than especially in a time when it feels kind of uncertain, community is key and we got to stay connected even if it is just virtually. So head to selfloveondemand.com to find out more and to get in on that free seven day trial. All right, let's get back into the episode. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. So what would you say to someone who um, is having a hard time like pinpointing where, where their happiness is or, uh, like someone who is taking for granted that they are happy and focusing more on the, the sadness. Like, what would you say to someone? Okay. Let me make sure I understand this question. So I'm going to repeat it to you. Okay, great. Some, sorry, sometimes I just don't understand things the way... How, do you have that ever where someone will say something and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And you hear, blah. 
<laughs> well, you know, I just appreciate you being so real and not just trying to BS your way through this question. Okay, so pretty much what I'm hearing is you know someone who's focusing on negativity in their life rather uh-huh. than positivity. Uh-huh. <sighs> and what would you say to them to give them like a tip of how to tap into their happiness? I would probably tell them, first off, they just have to like, have to know how to stop, mm. you know, like stop and just be still for a bit, which is difficult. How do you do that? I meditate. Mm. Yeah. So I meditate and then like, so you got to sit there. Or for not, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do any of this. Sorry, I'm not telling you what to do. Um, but pretty much, you just sit there. I sit there. You meditate, and you let yourself kind of relax. And you get to a space where you're feeling comfortable with yourself. Cause like. I don't know, for me, when I've been really sad, like times of like sadness, either toward feeling sadness about someone else or about myself or like sadness in a relationship that I have with someone, it's, for me, it's really just don't understand how to deal with what happened. Either like the, the like, I guess people would say like whatever triggered the whole whole like problem or the whole sadness you know Mm. what I mean so like like I was thinking there there was oh oh no that's okay that's okay we can stop no no we're not we're getting real juicy oh we're getting juicy we're getting juicy okay so I guess the best way to describe how this works for the sadness is like So you, with medit, okay, I don't know, have you, have you read any of those studies, like, or like, I haven't read Michael Pollan's new book about MDMA and hallucinogenics, I guess not MDMA, probably just LSD and other hallucinogenics, but like there's studies where people, for PTSD, I think, where they'll take a little bit of, they'll take a hallucinogenic drug, or maybe they might take MDMA, and it gets them to this place where they're totally fine with everything and themselves. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about this, so you might want to double check these studies. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry if I am incorrect. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But like with meditation, the same thing can happen. You get to a point where you're just relaxed, you're calm, and you're able to identify and feel the sadness without getting like totally encased in it. Mm. For me, and then like you need to find the root and like what did you really want to happen like how did you want this to work out what did you want to happen and then you identify that it's like oh I wanted this you know I you know I maybe it's like oh I was going through a tough time would you be willing to give us a real life example going through a rough time told it to a friend and then the friend 
freaked out, told me she no longer wanted to be my friend. Because? You have to turn off the pot, off everything if you want me to tell you what actually <laughs> Well, happened. no, you can tell me later, but but because you said that you were Because going, you, of what I said, I, because of what I was going through and like the cause of what I was going through. Mm. And it freaked her out. She pretty much cut off our relationship because of that. And that took me even deeper into like this depression. And just recently I was like thinking, because like I wanted to like, you know, I still wanted the friendship to be there. I was like, what's going on? Why, what's going on? Why am I holding on to this? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, I really just wanted her to be understanding and be there for me when I said this. And she wasn't. And then as soon as I said that, for some reason it was like, just gone. Mm. It took me quite a few years to actually have that thought though. Man, the whole like thing where I was saying like stillness and like getting there, and that's kind of just like you're being okay with your sadness. Really getting to the depth of it is really difficult. It takes a long time. It does, especially if you're doing it alone. Yeah, it seems like I do it alone sometimes, but I'm not doing it alone. You're not. I got the gurus. Oh yeah, you've got the gurus. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you can dive deep into meditation and you're not alone. Yeah, that makes it easier. Or if you don't have that type of thought, then deep into meditation, like, I always feel like everyone wants connection. And one of the things about meditation is that you can get a feeling of expansion in it. And you get a feeling of connection. And it, it can really help. Mm. And then you feel like you've got a support group, potentially. Oh, that sounds really weird. I you said it, not me. I know I did. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a lot of skeptical people and cynical people listening to this. Oh, thing. wow. Well, we don't we don't welcome skepticism or cynicism. Well, I actually welcome skepticism because I think that makes that means that you're a real leader if you can get people if you have people who don't agree with you and are feel confident expressing that. But I don't think anything what you said is wrong because it's how you feel. And that to me, we're on the road to self-love. We are honoring you as the individual, having a lot of value to give to this audience about your journey through, you know, sadness and depression and, and, you know, like being hyper-focused on, you know, the why people are feeling a certain way. And I think so many people can relate to that. So I'm really grateful for you being willing to share that you go through that. But also on the flip side, like sharing how your happiness shows up in your life and you can notice that. So um, yeah, you got to notice the happiness. Yeah. Because it's, it's so really easy. Fleeting. It's really fleeting. It's really easy just to like push it aside. Like, ah, I don't actually think that was real or take it for granted. No, no. I feel like for me, it was easier just to be like, oh, whatever. That's not what I got to focus on. I got to be critical of myself. Mm, yeah. That's that double Virgo in you too. Oh, with that Taurus in there. <laughs> oh, Don't God. forget the Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the double Virgo Taurus. Like, bless you. You are, you are, you know, that's, that's yeah. a life for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I mean, you didn't even really finish the question. No, I did. You didn't. You, oh, I didn't answer what it? What would you be doing? I said I'd be doing something that would make me happy, and I had no specificity there. Ah, uh, yes. Would you want a specificity, eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're just dropping into my favorite Canadian moment. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. I love Canadians. Yeah, they're very kind and nice. 
Yeah. A. A. B. C. C. D. I I think what would I be doing? <sighs> what would I be doing? Man, what am I in the mood to do right now? That would make me happy. I don't know. This is pretty good. I'm enjoying this. You are? Yeah. You're enjoying being on the road to self-love? I am. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. A, wow. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, most people who haven't done this before get nervous because it's like you're putting yourself out there. In yeah. Front you got to be, you got to be vulnerable. And it's, who wants to be, no, people want to be vulnerable. Everyone wants to be vulnerable. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Let's, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, do you want me to answer the question? Yeah, I'll, you want me to repeat it for Please. you? Please. Okay. Do you, so this is a three-parter, so I'll ask the first question, you answer it. Okay. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. And we're not really strangers, so you can be real. Okay, great. If you could have it your way, who would you be with? Um, the most authentic, truest version of myself. Can I do a follow-up question on that one? Sure. I don't understand. What does that mean? It means the human who is willing to express himself for true happiness, who doesn't care about what other people think, who is, isn't, uh, is only living for himself mm. in a way that is not self-serving but is just true. Oh, that's difficult. I know. That's yeah. why if I could be with anyone, it would be that person. Okay. That's cool. You're much more abstract in your answer than I was. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you don't have to be a compare-dashian over there, Max. You know what? I was... You're, you're correct, sure. <laughs> I, I won't defend my defend that. I won't try and defend anything. But, yeah. But I'm still happy to be here with you. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Where would you be? Oh, I would be in Paris, France. Paris. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. I wanted to comment on it, and I couldn't comment on it because it's like I don't. I don't know what Paris okay. is like. <laughs> um, what would you be doing? I would be. I would definitely be just like window shopping, looking at beautiful things, um, just expressing myself through fashion and and uh, and um, and performing. Do you like colorful things? I love colorful. Yeah, things. me too. Really? Yeah. I mean, you think about how we grew up. It's like. There's a lot of color in our house and like everything in general is very colorful, right? I love color. Yeah, that's, yeah. Japan doesn't have as much color in their buildings. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I answered the question, you answered the question, you can put, yeah. the, you can put the questions down. Okay, now. all right, we're done with, that was a long road trip game. That thank was you for, thank you for being there with us through this very long road trip game. Look, Max, Parasite, it's playing. Fung, fungi, well, fantastic fungi, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, Parasite's that Korean film 
right? And oh. it shows like the whole social like inequality in, in Korea. Oh. Yeah. A it's lot supposed of people. To be very good. Oh, okay. Do you want to go see it? No, I just want to be here with you. Okay, great. Because I don't want to see it either. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like when you're at a movie with someone, you don't get to interact with them. I know it's so and true. I so rarely get to be in the same place. With the I same know family. because you live in Japan. Because I live in Japan. But Max, I'm coming to visit you in Japan. Okay, Max. So, fudge, marry, kill. Okay. okay. And for whatever reason, fudging is making passionate sweet love too, okay? Ugh. Okay, so fudge, marry, kill, and marrying you're spending the rest of your life with, okay. and killing you're putting in the ground, okay? okay. Plants. <clears throat> um, plants, science, <laughs> and Japan. Hmm. I wasn't expecting those to be. I know. Were you expecting those three? No. No. Really? Well, it normally just comes to me in the moment, and that's what came to me. Okay, okay, let's see. Plant science in Japan. Hmm. Is Mary forever? Yes. Because, uh. <laughs> hmm. so here's, here's my problem. Okay, caveat king. <laughs> I, so like, I really want to accept where I am at Japan right now. Mm. So I think it'd be good to marry Japan. Mm. Okay, great. But I don't want to be there forever. Okay. Okay, so I'll marry Japan. Okay. And I guess I'll fudge plants? Okay. I really like plants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. And, and you... I, well, so but that leaves me and I have to kill science, but you know, I'm a scientist. I, <laughs> you know, okay, I can kill science. Okay, great. But I really hope my scientist friends don't listen to this. <laughs> Either, uh, <laughs> I send it to all of them. Yeah. But <laughs> no, they understand. Let me tell you why I can kill science. Okay. Because I don't know why I can kill science. I think I can... Mm, I wanted to say something like like, for me, for like science, as it's described for a lot of people, is you don't believe anything until the facts are there. So it's like always saying, no, this isn't true. No, this isn't true. And then you get all the data and you're like, oh, it's true. But I don't really think that way. I kind of give myself the thoughts like, oh, I, you know, I, I kind of believe this. And then something backs it up. So in some ways, I'm a bad scientist in that way. So I that's think, why I can kill science. I think that you're the coolest scientist because that's how I think too. Yeah, I think most people think that way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why scientists are things. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you have to, I mean, that's what grad school is. You get trained to think like a scientist. So you come in this like, well, I came in not as skeptical or cynical of things. And then I came out and it was like, I don't believe anything anymore that was sarcasm don't believe me when i say that <laughs> well, i don't believe you i don't yeah. believe anything well but here's the thing max about like what i've come to understand about science is that like you know scientists are paid to to research something and more often than not there's a way that the the person who's paying you to research it wants the scientific study to 
come out. Okay. Well, first off, that's unethical. Yeah, I know. And that sounds like something that would happen. So, no, that still happens, but it's more like a company will pay pay you that way. Like, I'm sure the, like, cigarette companies, did, tobacco companies do that all the time. Sugar companies have done that. Big companies have done that for sure. But true science is supposed to be unbiased. So you're going to be going in there with a hypothesis. And you're just like, I want to know this. Mm. Like, this is my question. I want to know it. And I want to know about this. And of course you have like some preconceived notion, like this is what's going to happen. But then as a scientist, you're supposed to just take the data and you're like, well, I was wrong. It can be very humbling, you know? Like, cause you take, you look at it and you're like, wow, I was in left field and the ball actually got hit into right field. Oh wait, left field, right field. Um, <laughs> and um, that's how it is with science. That's how it's supposed to be. And, uh, you know, studies will come out where people have preconceived notions of what they want something to say. And you can make the statistics say what you want it to say sometimes. I mean, but definitely with what, with what I study, I try and go in with an, an open mind saying, I believe that this is what, not I believe, my hypothesis is this is what's going to happen. And here is how I'm going to prove that this happens or disprove that this happens. Mm. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's I, how it's supposed to be. It doesn't. It doesn't always. So you got to be real, right? And I guess it's probably really humbling to be a scientist too, because you're not always right. Yeah, actually, most of the time you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, Max, uh, another question that. I ask every single person that I'd love for you to answer is, what does self-love mean to you? I would say self-love, this means we're getting to the end of the interview, people. <laughs> I hope you're okay with it. <laughs> it's... If not, there's a round two coming in Japan. Oh, no, because we'll be on trains and I don't like you to talk on phones and trains. <laughs> well, I was just saying, it was more of a joke, Max. Oh, okay, okay. Well, self-love, it means to me that um, just kind of accepting who you are and where you are and you don't really... Yeah... I know that's kind of vague without very many specifics. And it's nice to have specifics. It always makes things easier to understand. But self-love isn't specific. That's why you get the opportunity just to answer it as you would. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, you know, just accepting where you are and kind of knowing that that's just how it is. Mm. Accepting yeah. where you are and knowing that's exactly how it is. Yeah. I like that. You do? Yeah, Max. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, Max, if yes. people are totally vibing with you and they want to just, like, connect with you, is there any way that they can connect with you? 
Are you on any social media platform? I, I do have Facebook, but I don't really use it. Okay. Um, I do have a Twitter handle, oh. but I want to tell you, I only have a few tweets because, you know, it was, I had to do these tweets in order to get this, like, um, scholarship so I could go to a, a conference. Okay, so you have a Twitter handle. Let me, let me, I'm looking it up. I okay. hope that's okay. I'm, that's I'm totally going bad. on my phone right now, which is kind of, kind of, it is Max Fishman 8. Max and Fishman 8. The Max, the M and the F are capitalized. Doesn't it matter on no. Twitter? No. So just Max Fishman 8. Max Fishman 8. Yeah. On Twitter. On if, Twitter. If you send him a message. Send me a message. He may not respond because he doesn't go on there that I would much. be so surprised if you sent me a message because no one's ever sent me a message on Twitter. So we'll do it then. We're going to, res- you are challenged. You're going to be, get an influx of messages because I know that a lot of people can relate to your story of sadness and your story of personal non-judgment and just on a journey to forever be okay with where you are. So Max, Thank you so much for joining us on the road to self-love. It's been so much fun. Such an impromptu honor to have my one and only brother on the road. And uh, we'll see you next time on the road to self-love. Yes. Bye. Enjoy. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. It means so much to me that you show up every week to experience these transformative conversations and truly learn how to love yourself from all different points and aspects of life. Now, with that being said, I would be honored if you would be willing to rate and review the show. Better yet, if you subscribe and even share this podcast with one person, it will supply a massive domino effect of these messages reaching so many people who desperately need to hear these words. So if you feel like joining the self-love fam, do that right here and now. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. And most importantly, remember that you are worth it, you deserve it, and you are not alone. I'll see you next time on the road to self-love.